it'll soon be here. It'll soon be here. All right, let's open our Bibles, if you would, to Matthew 20 tonight for a few minutes. Matthew chapter 20, and we're going to have a lengthy reading tonight. Uh, maybe a long, long reading of Scripture and a short sermon tonight. Matthew 20, the Lord is speaking, the Lord Jesus is speaking here. Uh, beginning in verse 1, he said, For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire labors under the, his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the labors for a penny a day, he sent them unto his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle. He saith unto them, why stand you here idle all the day long? Or why stand you here all the day idle? And they said unto him, Because no man hath hired us. And he saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour. Thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is, and go thy way, and I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Uh, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is uh, mine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last, uh, for many shall be called, but few shall be chosen. Thank you and be seated. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, for the Word of God. And uh, Lord, as we come, Lord, it is the food of our soul. And uh, Lord, nothing else can feed the soul and the spirit of man, Lord, but the Word of God. Other things, uh, Lord, just cannot do it. And as we come tonight as believers, Lord, and tonight we come, we pray the Lord would give us our daily bread today. And uh, God, may you open up the Word of God and challenge our heart and speak to us and let us see, Lord, what we need to see tonight out of this portion of God's Word. Lord, thank you for the faithful. I pray you'd bless them. Uh, Lord, thank you for those that are listening by way of Internet tonight. And I pray the Lord would even speak to them there in their home or, Lord, wherever they might be listening. And Father, I ask you to forgive me, uh, Lord, tonight. Uh, even from this morning till tonight, it doesn't take long, Lord, for us to uh, contact and pick up sin in our life because we're living in such a sinful world. And so we need to pray daily and, and every night, Lord, we need to pray that God would cleanse us and wash our hands and our feet, Lord, that we can always have fellowship with Thee. 
Lord, tonight, if there is somebody here tonight that's not saved, I pray the Holy Spirit would make them aware of it and also make them aware of the results of being not saved if you die lost and make them aware, Lord, of the way to be saved and what the results are when a person gets saved. And, uh, Lord, the simplicity of Christ's salvation is such a wonderful thing. And, uh, Lord, tonight we ask you to bless the saints, encourage those that are discouraged tonight, and, Lord, uh, comfort those that are sitting in funeral homes tonight or will be tomorrow. And, Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. I never read this parable that I don't think about my good friend, Brother Walt Ziegler. And he said, Brother Prophet, he said, when your last name's Ziegler, he said, you're last in every line in this old world that goes by alphabetical name. And he said, I'd be so glad to get to heaven because he said, the Bible said when we get to heaven, the Lord ain't going to start at the A, he's going to start at the Z. Amen. Uh, amen. And uh, so we have this parable here tonight, not a parable, but uh, it doesn't say it's a parable, but it kind of is. Uh, it does say it in the heading, but not in the actual scripture. Uh, but uh, we see here the Bible said, for the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven in the Bible is always a, a physical, the kingdom of heaven is always a physical kingdom. In other words, uh, what he's talking about is here on the earth. And there's two kingdoms mentioned in the Bible as you read through your Bible. Uh, one of them is called the kingdom of heaven. It's always a tangible, physical kingdom. Uh, but then there's another one that's called the kingdom of God. And it's a kingdom that you, you don't see now. Uh, that's why the Bible said a lot of people have uh, questioned me about this verse. But in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 50, Paul said, This I say unto you, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God because that kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical, literal kingdom. But we know that one day Jesus, He, he will have both kingdoms, uh, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And we know that's what He was talking about when He stood before Pilate and Pilate was uh, talking to Him and had Him on trial. And, uh, and Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. And then he, he didn't stop there. He went on to say a little bit more. He said, "My king, but now is my kingdom not of this world. Amen. So some people have read that first part and, and they say there is no, there's no thing as a uh, millennial reign. There is no thing as a literal physical kingdom. But Jesus said, my kingdom is not now of this world. But one day it will be yeah. uh, when the Lord comes back and He rules and reigns for yeah. a thousand years and He sits up his kingdom here upon this earth. And what a wonderful time that's going to be. But uh, so this here, the Bible said it is the kingdom, uh, it is for the kingdom of heaven. And I want to draw out just uh, three truths tonight from this that I've preached from uh, different times, but not in this way. And I want to preach tonight on the last hour labors. The last hour labors. The Bible said that uh, he said there in one place, he said in about the eleventh hour, about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And so he's going to hire some people just for an hour, uh, just the last hour. Now, uh, we might look at this and, and we might have questions in our mind, and uh, but we see some things here that is uh, 
truth and profound truth. Uh, but here we see this. Uh, we see that the Lord is always hiring. He said in verse, uh, he said there, he went out early in the morning and he went out the third hour. And then he said in the fifth verse, he went out the sixth and the ninth hour. And then he said in the sixth verse, he went out about the eleventh hour. So the Lord is always hiring laborers for his vineyard. And uh, you may have uh, had the thought sometimes, well, why? Uh, why is God, you know, the Lord's about to come back. They say, and most of us preachers say, the Lord is, uh, is intimate. He can come at any time. The Lord, it's looking like the Lord is about ready to come. And, and I'll have to say that all that is true. Uh, but you might uh, hear a preacher say that. Maybe you believe that yourself. Uh, but yet you see some things going on and you wonder why. Why does the Lord, uh, why is the Lord doing things uh, uh, when this thing's about over, uh, why is the Lord doing things? Well, like I said, the Lord is always hiring. Uh, and one of the reasons the Lord is always hiring is because the labors have always been few. Uh, Jesus stood one day and he looked out at a multitude of people in Matthew 9, verse 37, and the Bible said he had compassion on them. And the Bible said that he told them there, he said, pray the Lord of harvest, uh, that he might send labors into the harvest, uh, because he said the labor, the harvest is great, uh, but the labors are few. Uh, now we have a lot of people in you know Christian work and working for the Lord, uh, but compared uh, compared uh, uh, to other things, uh, the labors are few. Most churches have a few people, and if a church has got uh, several workers, they're blessed, because uh, uh, most people only have just two or three. Uh, that want to do much for God. And so uh, the Lord's always hiring because there never has been uh, an abundance of labors uh, uh, for the Lord. Uh, uh, I got some help on that many years ago going out on visitation and maybe, you know, one show up or maybe it's a lot of times nobody show up and and uh, the Lord, uh, I pity party and the Lord say, well, he said, don't feel sorry for yourself. I didn't have many either. Uh, he said, when I was trying to work, he said, the labors were few. Amen. Well, the problem is the labors are few, uh, but the Lord's vineyard is large. Uh, amen. When you think about God's vineyard, uh, I'm telling you, it's large. Uh, Brother David, God said uh, that he so loved the world. Uh, that's a pretty big vineyard. Amen. Uh, uh, when you take in 7.5, going on 8 billion people in this world, uh, uh, that's a pretty big vineyard. Amen. Uh, big vineyard and a few uh, workers. Uh, the Bible said in Acts 1 and 8, the Lord told them disciples, He said, you tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And then He said, Brother Eddie, you be witnesses unto Me. Uh, uh, he said, tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And then you be witnesses unto Me uh, in Jerusalem, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, and so the Lord has a large vineyard. Amen. Uh, I'm talking about the Lord is always a hiring. Why is He always hiring? Because uh, the labors are few. Uh, because the vineyard is large. Uh, but then I want to say this, because uh, uh, the Lord's work has a great turnover. Amen. Amen. The Lord's work has a great turnover. You say, what do you mean? Well, Jesus 
He had uh, more than that, 12. Uh, uh, Jesus had like 500 disciples. Uh, uh, he had a lot of disciples, but they didn't all stay with him. They didn't all stay with him. Uh, somebody just the other day, they said, well, Brother Rick, uh, I'd go to church, but they said uh, uh, the way some people act at church, he said, I just makes me not want to go. I said, well, I said, uh, Jesus only had 12 in his church, and one of them was an outright devil, Jesus said, uh, and he called him that himself. Uh, and so you can't, uh, you can't judge going to church. You can't not go to church uh, uh, because people don't always do what they ought to do. Uh, you go to church because God told you to go to church. Uh, uh, he said you need to go to church. Amen. Uh, but uh, you know, people, there's a great turnover in the work of the Lord. Sometimes uh, uh, people get upset at the preaching or the teaching. Uh, uh, they'll get upset at that. Well, Jesus had that happen. In John 6, Jesus stood one day and said, Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, uh, uh, you won't have any part of me. Uh, and the Bible said there, I call it the Antichrist verse, in John 6 and verse 66, uh, uh, the Bible said that many turned away from him uh, and walked with him no more. Uh, and so there was a lot of them that uh, didn't stay with the Lord. They, uh, they left, uh, left the work of the Lord. So there's a big turnover there. And then the world's always pulling on people. There's always people that are uh, getting entangled again in the world. And next thing you know, they're uh, out of church. They're away from God. Amen. Uh, uh, and then you got that. And then the Lord's work is a hard work. Uh, it's not hard physically now. Uh, I tell you what, any day that I work for the Lord, any day that I work for the Lord... Uh, is a whole lot harder than when I work for our Donning sons. Uh, you say, why is that? Because when I worked for them, that was physical work, physical labor. Uh, uh, but you see, the Lord's work is a lot of mental labor, a lot of mental stress, and it'll uh, wear you down. It'll wear you out. Uh, uh, even Paul knew that. Paul talked about his weariness uh, and all the things that happened. And so people get weary and they get tired. Uh, uh, and a lot of times they'll drop out of church, drop out of the work of God. So the Lord's work has a big turnover. The Bible said about Demas, uh, He hath forsaken me having loved uh, this present world. Amen. And so the world pulls strong. It's a strong pull on that world. Uh, uh, even on a child of God. Uh, now you have a part of you that heaven pulls toward uh, that saved part, but there's an unsaved part that that world, it, it always pulls and tries to get you back out there in the world. Amen. Uh, and then it's a battle. You know, in, in real uh, warfare, physical warfare, a lot of times uh, people can't take it. A lot of times they'll, they'll, they'll leave, they'll run off, they'll quit, they'll go back home. They... Uh, you know, they just can't take it, and they go what they call AWOL. They, they're absent without leave. Uh, the battle's too hard for them. They get uh, nervous. They get scared. It's just, uh, they get tired of being shot at. They get tired of having to do without. They get tired of all the things that go with the, uh, with the warfare. Well, uh, that's true with the child of God as well. Amen. The Bible said that we have to endure. Uh, a hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you wouldn't want a soldier in your army that the only time he wanted to go was when uh, he felt like it, when everything was good, uh, uh, that, when there were no battles going on. That's the only time that he ever went. I had 
fellow tell me years ago, he said, Brother Rick, he said, uh, he said, we don't never get involved in the troubles in the church. We just let you handle that. I appreciate that. Amen. I, I said, I appreciate that. I, I, but I want you to know, somebody said, our church don't never have no problems. Our, our church don't never have no trouble. Uh, well, you ought to say, as far as you know, our church don't have no problems or have no troubles. Uh, now, we have been blessed. Uh, but there ain't a church nowhere on this planet that don't have some problems uh, and don't have some trouble. Amen. Uh, and uh, the Lord has blessed me. I've had good people. I, I've had uh, not real trouble like a lot of people have had. Uh, uh, and I thank the Lord for that. But a lot of times you'll have battles and problems and people will uh, leave and there'll be a big turnover in the, in the work of God. Uh, and then there's this thing, uh, uh, there's always people leaving, amen. I don't mean leaving church, I mean leaving this world. Uh, uh, there's always people that the Lord is calling away. I mean, we could count this year and uh, we'd almost fill up two hands just counting this year of good church members, good faithful people, uh, good people that love God, uh, uh, that the Lord is taking them home this year. And uh, and you wonder about that, and you have to question that, but they're the Lord's, and uh, uh, you know, if He wants to take them, that's God's business. We can't tell God who He takes, or who He don't take, or who He leaves. Uh, that's God's business, amen. Uh, and a lot of them, it has to do with Isaiah 57, verse 1, where the Bible said the righteous are called away uh, from the evil that is to come. Amen. And so I always try to think of that when a, when a person dies in the Lord. Uh, I, always think, I always try to think on this positive side of it. Uh, uh, well, at least they're not going to have to go through whatever's coming. Uh, uh, they're not, not going to have to lay in a nursing home for 10 years. Uh, uh, they're not going to have to worry about how they're going to pay their bills or getting thrown out of their apartment. Uh, uh, the Lord calls them away from the evil that is to come. But nevertheless, uh, uh, there's always people dying and always people leaving. Uh, and, uh, and it's just the way it is. Amen. And, uh, and so because of that, there's a great, uh, uh, there's a great uh, overturn in the work of God. And not only that, but you have this. Uh, uh, there's always people that God is reassigning. Uh, you say, what do you mean? Well, uh, every time somebody leaves church, it's not because they're mad at the preacher or because there's something wrong with the church. Uh, uh, sometimes God just reassigns people. Amen. Uh, uh, sometimes God just says, I need you over here in this part of the vineyard right now. Uh, and uh, maybe I need you over there next week. Uh, and so God reassigns people. I've tried to make it a practice over the last 10 years. Uh, Brother Sheets taught me this. Uh, but when people leave the church, uh, uh, don't leave in a fuss and fight. Leave friends. Uh, uh, leave the door open. If they want to come back, they can come back. Uh, and don't don't get in such a way when they leave uh, uh, that the door's closed and they can't never come back. Uh, uh, there is those times that God leads people to other places. Uh, I, I got that one day in the spring uh, when I had a little old, uh, a little old, uh, old uh, dog, dogwood tree. 
uh, there in my yard and, and I had it planted there and Lance the thing never had done no good. I seemed like everything I'd done to it, it just didn't do no good. So I, I, I digged it up and I moved it over here and put it somewhere else and it started doing real good. Amen. I, and I just needed transplanting's all it needed. I, and I've seen people that have come to this church from another church I, and the pastors have said they, they, they won't do nothing. They ain't never done no good I, and they have a bad report about them and I I never have any problem with them. They just take off and get in there and roll their sleeves up and go to work. I, and uh, and I, I, I don't say it's the pastor's fault. I just say that sometimes God just has to get a person where that he needs them uh, uh, so that they can get what they need to grow uh, and go on and be what God wants them to be. Amen. And so number one, I'm saying the reason that the Lord is always hiring is because the labors are few anyway. He's always hiring. I remember as a young married man, uh, me and my wife got married, and I was uh, working at a job, and I had never worked a, jo a job until we got, got married. Now what I mean, I don't mean I never had worked a job until we got married, I, but I never had worked this job until we got married. I, I was working at the hospital, uh, through high school and, and weekends and and uh, it didn't pay enough uh, for us to live on and so I got on at another place but I never had been there until after we got married. I hated it. Uh, I hated that place because they had a clock just like that one right up over my machine and all night long second shift I was just watching that clock and it seemed like the minutes were hours. I, I mean I just got married. I had a bride to get home to. Amen. I, and I, I'm telling you that them was some of the longest nights ever was. I, and so after about two weeks, I quit. I, and I, I walked across the road, and and uh, they was uh, uh, Lindsay's tire used to be was across the road there. It burnt down. But I walked over there, and I said, I need a job. He said, we're not hiring. I, and uh, so I walked over to the uh, feed mill, Supreme Feed Mill, and uh, I said, are y'all hiring? He said, we're not hiring. I, I said, well, I said, my name's Rick Prophet, and I said, I just need a job. And uh, when I turned to walk away, that guy said, wait a minute. He said, you say Prophet? I said, yeah. He said, would you be any kin to Sweetwater Prophet? I said, that's my daddy. He said, come back here a minute. And I went back in there, and he hired me. Amen. Dollar and something hour. And, uh, and my job was very complicated. Uh, every morning they'd back a big truck up in there and I had to load it and pack feed on it. So a monkey could have done my job, amen. But anyway, uh, anyway, I worked there for a little while. Uh, but the fact of the business was that they wasn't hiring. Seemed like everybody was not hiring. Well, the Lord's always hiring, amen. Uh, uh, you can start to work tonight. Amen. I have been to a few places, Brother Greg, when I said, I need a job. And they said, can you start right now? Amen. I, uh, can you start tonight? Well, the Lord's like that. You can start tonight if you want to. Uh, uh, the Lord's always hiring. Big vineyard. The Lord needs a lot of workers. Uh, great turnover. Now, let me say numbers two. The Lord hires even in the last hour. Look at verse six. About the eleventh hour he went out. Look at number seven. Go ye also into the vineyard. Yeah. Now I'm sure you've wondered and I've wondered and I've heard people ask me this question. Brother Rick, the Lord's about to come back, Brother David, and what are they doing over there trying to start a church? 
Lord's fixing to come back. We got enough churches already. Folks have said, uh, why is the Lord calling people into the ministry? Why is the Lord still calling people to the work of God? This thing's about over. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that the Lord uh, is always hiring uh, and the Lord hires even in the last hour the Lord hires. Uh, you say, why is that, Brother Rick? Well, look at verse 7. He said, there's some and they are standing there idle and uh, he says, why stand you here idle? And they say in verse 7, because no man hath hired us. One reason the Lord is hiring in the last hour is to take away the excuse of people. To take away their excuse. You see, they said, no man's hired us. That's why we're not working. That's why we're not in the vineyard. No man hired us. And the Lord said, I'll hire you. Go ahead and start to work. Amen? Does away with all the excuses. I know you know and I know that every excuse we come up with uh, that's not a real excuse. The Lord is going to do away with it. Amen. Amen. It's like in Luke 14 when He sent them out for that great salvation supper. And one of them said, I can't come. I bought ground. i got to go look at it. One of them said, I can't come. I bought oxen. i got to go prove them. I, another said, I've took a wife. I can't come. I, I, well, I want you to know that every one of them was an excuse that would not hold up. I, I mean, who would buy land without looking at it? I, who would buy a pair of oxen without working those ox to see if there's any good? Uh, and about everybody I ever know back in the day uh, uh, that took a wife, uh, they usually wind up going to church. Uh, uh, it's not because the wife won't go. Usually the man won't go and the wife usually drags the, drags the man to church. Now, that's changed over the last 20 years. Uh, and uh, now you see a lot of women that uh, won't go to church and they don't want their husband to go to church either. But whatever the excuse is, the Lord, uh, He's always got an answer to make that excuse to show you it ain't real. And then, to you say, why does the Lord start a church? we got churches on every corner. Well, He does that to replace the expired. You say, what do you mean? Some churches are dead. There was a church in Revelations 3 and 1, the church at Sardis. And there's a church on the way to Somerset. I pass every time I go up there to preach. And it's named Sardis. And I always wonder why in the world would you name a church Sardis that the Bible said they had a name that liveth and they're dead. Uh, but Baptists are the worst that ever was on naming churches. They don't do much praying about that. They may pray for the lost, but they don't do much praying about what they name churches. Uh, uh, fellas told me about a church that's named Bad Money Baptist Church. Uh, we're in the world. Another fella, he, he used to preach, Brother uh, Staples used to always preach at Stakin Creek Baptist Church. Uh, uh, and uh, all these names they come up with. Amen. Uh, uh, but I want you to know, listen, there is some churches that they're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Uh, the preacher's dead. The people's dead. The singing's dead. The Sunday school's dead. They're just dead, dead, dead. And so the Lord calls somebody and sends them down the road to open up a little place and have some life in it. Somebody said uh, tonight or this morning, somebody said, Preacher, the crowd's down a little bit. 
I said, these preachers would give their eye teeth to have what I've got here tonight. And what's here tonight's more than what I'm worthy of preaching to. And what's here tonight is more than I really care to give an account for. Amen. And Brother Eddie's out there at that little old church and he's faithful. Sometimes he only has one in Sunday school, but he stays with it. He's still out there. And the gods have blessed him. It's starting to grow. But the reason the Lord is still hiring people is to replace these places where people have just died. I'm telling you, it don't matter who the preacher is. It wouldn't matter if it's Billy Graham. It wouldn't matter who the preacher is. If Jesus Christ went in there, he couldn't do anything because they're dead. They're dead. They're dead. They've got a name that they live, but there's no life in them anywhere seen. Amen. And so the Lord, he hires even in the last hour to replace those that have already expired. Number three, he hires in the last hour to reinsure those that are already working. You say, what do you mean? Well, during this COVID, I've heard people say, and I've said it myself during this COVID, uh, well, God's still saving people. God's still helping people. God's still blessing people. And you see, the Lord, he, he hires during this time uh, the psalmist said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, he said, Thou will revive me. I'm glad that God can revive us like He did the psalmist, even though we walk in a troubled year, a troubled country, a troubled society. I'm glad that God can still revive us. Amen. Uh, and if God would, if God wasn't hiring, uh, if God wasn't saving anybody, if God wasn't doing anything, if God wasn't calling anybody, if God wasn't doing anything, you know what you and I do? We'd just give up and sit down. We'd say, well, the Lord's quit working. We might as well quit working too. Uh, uh, but you see, God ain't quit working. God's still calling. God's still hiring. Uh, and He does that to reassure us uh, that we need to work till Jesus comes. Uh, we used to get up there on the storefront building on the square on a Wednesday night and we wouldn't have but three or four people and we'd sing that old song, I'll work till Jesus comes. Amen. And I always liked that song, amen? But to reassure the employers. So number one, the Lord is always hiring. He's hiring right now. Yeah. The Lord's hiring even in this last hour. If this is the last hour, the Lord's still hiring. Amen, number three, the Lord rewards those that are hired in the last hour. That's right. Amen. Amen. The Bible said, He said, call, verse 8, Call the laborers and give them their hire. Yeah. You know when the Lord pays? When the work's done. That's right. Amen. When I, I used to help haul hay and cut tobacco, and those were the things you did when I was a teenager to make money. And you know, when they'd pay you, they'd pay you. No, they didn't pay you before you started. They, they'd pay you when that last bell was in the barn. They'd, they'd pay you when that last stick was up in the barn hung. They'd pay you when the work was done. When the, when the day was ended, then they'd pay you. Uh, well, the Lord's like that. The Lord, He pays those that work even in the last hour. And uh, I never did, I don't can't recall ever working for anybody that didn't pay me, but I know some have. I, I know Brother Rondell's related to me about doing work for people and they wouldn't pay him. 
But I'm telling you, the Lord ain't like them. The Lord don't beat you out of your pay. The Lord don't jip you. The Lord, uh, He's not going to work you for nothing. Uh, uh, the Lord always pays those that work. Even if you only work an hour, the Lord pays you. And if you only work 30 minutes, a half hour, the Lord pays you. And I tell you, nobody will ever stand before God and look Him in the eye and say, You didn't pay me. God pays. God rewards as He promises. Some of them got upset because He told how He was going to do this payday. And they got upset about it. Said He called the last first. And He said to, uh, he said to those that had been working maybe all day or working a long time, He said in verse 10, He said the first came and they supposed they should have received more. They thought they ought to receive more. And the Bible said they began to murmur against the goodman of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, and which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? What I'm saying is, is the Lord rewards exactly as he promised. Uh, the Lord promised them a penny, and they got it. Amen. Uh, uh, he promised. Uh, he promised them a penny, and they got a penny. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, if the Lord is, is promised a mansion in heaven, if the Lord has promised eternal life, uh, I'm telling you, if the Lord uh, has promised that you can see your loved ones again, uh, if the Lord has promised there'll be no sickness, pain, no sorrow, if the Lord has promised to wipe away every tear, I'm telling you, the Lord will pay exactly what He said. He'd pay, amen. Uh, he'll pay every penny. Yes, sir. He'll give what he promised. He'll give what he agreed to pay. Amen. And then, look in verse 15. They're fussing about this. They're saying, Lord, this ain't right. Said you, we work longer than these last hour workers, and you're paying them the same thing you're paying us. And that ain't right. Look what the Lord said in verse 15. He said, Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Sometimes we just have to remember it belongs to God. We forget that sometimes. Every saved person belongs to God. That's why when the Lord takes somebody home like He did Brother Nathan, I don't have any right to question God. Uh, that's God's servant. If He wants to take him home, then that's God's business. Amen. I might have a hard time understanding it, but I can't argue with God about it because that's God's business. Amen. We belong to Him. He can do whatever He wants to do with any one of us. Amen. He can do what He wants to with our children, with our wife, with our husband, with our church, with the ministry. He can do whatever He wants to do because it all belongs to Him. Amen. I, it all belongs to him. And he said, don't I have a right to do with mine what I want to? And he said, if I'll give unto this last, even unto thee, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? God said, if, if I want to hire some people to work just an hour here to closing out of this thing, and I want to give them the same thing I'd give everybody else, it's my business. Yeah. He said, I give you what I told you I'd give you, and I'll give them what I want to give them. Yeah. They're mine. Amen. Yeah, and so the Lord promises. 
And uh, he rewards just as he pleases. As I said here, he said, Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Did you know the Lord can do whatever he pleases? Amen. Lord, do whatever he pleases. No, he don't take no polls. He don't, he don't check to see what people think about it. He's God, and, and uh, I can give him my little input on it, but I'll tell you what God will do. He'll do just what he pleases. If God wants to put somebody over here in a church of 2,000 people and somebody else in a church of 10 people, the church is God, and the preachers are God, and the peoples are God, he can do what he wants to do. Amen. He can do what he wants to do. So he does what he pleases. But then, you see, he rewards as he promised. Verse 2. He rewards as he pleases. Verse 15. But he rewards pictorially. And what I mean by that is that the way he rewards is a picture of him. You say, what do you mean? Well, look at it there in the verse. He said, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? See, it's a picture of God. Don't you think that's pretty good of God to give them last hour workers the same thing you give all them that started early in the morning? Ain't that pretty good of God? It's a picture of God. Don't we serve a good God? And, uh, I used to think that was just a Christian cliche that Christians said when they didn't have nothing else to say, they'd just say God's good. And then they added uh, God's good uh, all the time. Uh, and, uh, and I just thought that's a little Christian cliche till I read through the book of Psalms one time. And you read through the book of Psalms and you just write it, you just underline in there every time them psalmists say God is good. Yeah. Amen. God is good. The Bible starts out in the beginning is God. You add one O to it and you got good. Uh, G-O-D is God, but G-O-O-D is good. Amen. Uh, and God is good. And He's gooder than good. Amen. Uh, and uh, so when we see how God pays, we see that God is good. Now, we can't always see that from here. But when we get over there, we'll see that everything God did is good. And everything that happens that ain't good, God will make it good. Romans 8, 28, we all live by. Amen, Romans 8 and 28. Uh, we We all live by the promise that God made there in that verse that all things work together for good. Now, don't misread that. God didn't say that all things are good. Uh, uh, cancer's not good. Heart attack's not good. Diabetes ain't good. Car wrecks ain't good. Uh, God didn't say all things are good, but God said I'll take all things and I'll make them good. I'll make good come out of them. Amen. Uh, it's a picture of God. That's the way God does things. Amen. Somebody say, Brother Rick, are we in the last hour? Could be. Could be. I don't know. Uh, I read, do a lot of reading, and I read people's books that wrote a hundred years ago that thought they was in the last hour, and uh, here we still are, and uh, and I've read books two hundred years ago that they thought it was the last hour. Even the Apostle Paul, when he wrote, uh, he talked about like the Lord could come at any minute, and here we are way down the road, and the Lord ain't come yet. I don't know if we're in the last hour or not, but if we are, God's still hiring. You can still get in uh, on the work of God tonight. Amen. 
Amen. Lord, thank you tonight for the message. I appreciate, uh, Lord, you giving me two messages a day that, Lord, I know